Hello, this is Renee, and welcome to my podcast. If you are in an abusive relationship or marriage, I'm still praying, and I will always pray to God that you will ask God to guide you out safely. It's still happening, it's still horrible, and it seems like really nothing that we can do about it. And there was a moment in a time I felt that same way. Nobody could hear me crying. Nobody could hear me screaming. Nobody could hear my pain, my hurts, and my sufferings. But God heard everything. God saw everything. And I did ask God to help me. And I did sometimes wouldn't call upon him. But guess what? He helped me anyway. Today, God reminded me of 40 acres and a mule. Weird, huh? This time and age, why would something like that come to my mind? Well, God had to remind me that years and years and years and years and years and years and years years ago, our ancestors were promised 40 acres and a mule. They worked hard to help people that they were enslaved with to build their property, work their farms, pick their cotton for a little bit of money. And when they got their freedom, I'm only going by what I heard. When they got their freedom, they weren't given anything. And then some of them didn't even know that they were free. And some of them just decided to keep working for those that did enslave them because that was all that they knew. I'm at the age where I think about what my mother went through before civil rights ever took place, what my grandparents went through before the civil rights ever took place. I was making a joke with someone not too long ago saying that the civil rights movement started in 1964. That was the year I was born. Why do I believe in justice and what's right so much? Because that's what God put in my mind and in my heart. And when he showed me that he saved me, it wasn't just about me. He wants to use me and my testimony to hopefully help somebody else to trust God enough to save them. So I did some research when I was in college relating to sociology. And I found out that part of, I guess, 40 Acres and a Mule included Social Security, welfare benefits. (laughs) You know what? I had to go on benefits when me and my husband separated. It was all that I knew. You know, the food stamps at the time, it was called AF. DC, Aid to Families with Dependent Children. Now it's called TANF. Food stamps is still the same, but now they call it SNAP. But when I applied for it, it's ridiculous how many questions they ask you just to get food for your families. You know, the policies and the rules that the state set up to say how much stamps you can get, how much you can't get.
I was told when my youngest child, before my youngest child turned 18 years old, if I make more than $200 a month, I did not qualify for Medicaid. That's what offended me later on because when I couldn't apply for Medicaid anymore, now I don't have no health care benefits. And when I started working, the health care benefits I had to pay out of pocket for would take up the majority of whatever income that I had when I still had rent, lights, gas, water, all of that to pay. So I left it alone. But see, it became horrible because when I needed dental work, some of my dental issues weren't that bad. But when they hurt enough, all you want is relief. <laughs> I do not do not like toothache pains. Those boogers will keep you up all night and I don't care how many pills you pop. If there's an infection or it needs to be removed, it has to go. But what made me cry, because God had blessed me with a beautiful set of beautiful teeth. And even when it was a small problem, they would offer like clinics to go to the dentist. And a long time ago, they used to do the root canals or give you feelings when you needed cavities. Now the state has fixed it where they say, we can't afford it. So if they want any work done on their mouth and their tooth or teeth are hurting them that bad, even if it doesn't need extracting, it is cheaper to extract it than to repair it. And I cried, I cried so hard because I love smiling. And people used to say, why you cover your mouth when you smile? I cover my mouth when I smile because I don't want people focusing more on what my mouth looked like than what I was saying and what they really needed to hear. So this country has a lot of money and they would rather help businesses to keep them open, give them millions than to help people that's still suffering from Hurricane Harvey, uh, more than Hurricane Harvey, COVID-19, struggling to pay their bills, have lost their homes, mortgages, cars, working jobs now that pay them much less than what they qualify for. So it's okay for these people in office to help all of these, I guess you could say materialistic buildings and organizations to keep them running and who's helping us? Who's going to supply our needs, our bills, our car notes, no job? We were given a stimulus, right? Everybody that qualified for a stimulus got a stimulus. Nothing wrong with the stimulus. The problem wrong with it now is that they basically gotten that check back or rather all of that money back. How did they get all of that money back? They raised the gas prices. 
They raised the rent. They raised food prices. They raised every everything and didn't provide the resources or the money for us to get it. Don't worry, some truck just passed me and I guess he had to interfere with my voice unknowingly so that y'all couldn't hear what I said. But I prayed to God that it was clear enough to still get through. It is wrong to neglect the people of this world. We, the people, and focus more on businesses. I heard a lot of businesses lost thousands, millions of dollars. But our money is the one that was supplying them those millions and thousands, right? <laughs> Let me give a good example of what I saw when Hurricane Ike showed up back in 2008. Not getting off the topic, the 40 acres and a mule should still be in progress. All of this time when 2008, our Hurricane Ike showed up, we did without electricity for like 21 days straight. Couldn't go to the bank, the banks were closed because of the ATMs or whatever, their electricity was out. But then I noticed something in the darkness of the night when we had no street lights, nothing. There were like three gas stations up the street. And I get it, we do need gas, I understand that. But the lights was on, the lights was covering the gas companies. And I'm like, okay, I'm not that far from the gas company. So how were they able to put the lights on at the gas company, but not in the areas to where we needed them? I mean, it's right up the street. I can actually walk. I didn't need to drive. And then you, you have to use whatever money you have in your pocket. Go to these stores that they open and put electricity on. Buy products. We're going to make it and fix it where at least the gas stations and the stores are open so that people can buy food. Not understanding that if we don't have no electricity and we buying food, where do we store it? The refrigerator is not on. So we go buy ice and we go buy an ice cooler. Okay, there's still more money into the pockets of everybody else, correct? So I'm still slightly confused. Thank you, thank you. I don't understand how y'all can make businesses accessible during storms and disasters but nothing for the people except to be out of more money, buying items and things. Did they realize that the food that we had already bought and put in the freezers and refrigerators, all of that spoiled within 21 days of no electricity, buying candles, no lights, people and stuff that they said are uh, in danger and need machines connected. Y'all delay that too? 
I'm just trying to point out the unfairness of the way this country runs, the states run, but it's not run on its own. It's run by the people who are in office. When I made my complaints, I got in touch with people that have been in office for more than 20 years. And when I say got in touch, that means I sent emails, I called, and in 20 years, still no response. I advocate a lot of times telling people if these, if the voters, if they're not doing anything for y'all in all of this time, why are we still voting for them? These legislatures need to focus on our 40 acres and a mule. Uh, some of them will say, you know what, we ask for funds and money to remove signs off the yards, you know, like advertisements and all of that there, because it's an eyesore. I'm not worried about an eyesore when people are hungry. I'll look at them buildings or them signs for as long as I can, as long as food is being supplied to those who need it. They'll set up all of these organizations and tell you to go get this when you're hungry. Go get that. You know what? And I'm not sure if this is real or not. I heard that there was a country somewhere that is still giving benefits financially to the people in their country, especially during COVID. They're taking care of them until they're better able to take care of themselves. I don't like the idea that a lot of state and government officials are in homes and areas where they don't have to suffer where low-paying people stay. Their electricity will always be on. Their bills will always be paid. But we'll set up bills and regulations and laws that does nothing to help people during this time and this season. In other words, COVID. Now, y'all been listening to all of my episodes and I thank God so much for those that continually listen. I thank you for being here. But the thing is, how come these people are not focusing, and I'm talking about these people in office, they're not focusing more on the people that put them in office. How come they're not making ways where benefits continue to go to people? They're always saying that people are lazy. <laughs> I'm not going to try to straight say the straight out stereotypical word of certain people that are lazy. And what bothers me about that, I'm sure when my mom was picking cotton or my grandparents were picking cotton or they were enslaved, the ones even way before them, I'm sure they were not lazy if they helped you build yourself up into something and made them out of nothing. I hate to imagine the dreams and the hopes that went through my grandparents or my mother. Never even thought about asking her because I was too young to know what dreams and ambitions were. And then to find out when I went to school that she couldn't read and she couldn't write. I didn't understand that. But then if my mama would have never sent me to school, 
I would have been just like that too. Not knowing. But I sometimes feel like God has put too much in my head. What am I supposed to do with all that he's taught me? All that he's teaching me? Learning me? I hate to think that this world is really like that. I wish it wasn't. I wish I could go around and say, it's beautiful. They're looking out for the best of our entrance, but I'm tired of seeing veterans homeless. Veterans shouldn't be homeless. Begging on the streets. Well, we got the hospitals for them, and we got, uh, uh, I guess, temporary residents for them. The people that fought for our country, you mean to tell me that uh, you're going to give them the hospital, and guess what? They... They pay out of pocket now for medicine. How do I know that? I dated a, a person that was in the military. They used to get their medicine for zero payments. Now they got to do a copay. Why? They, they got injured fighting for the country in service. Why are they paying for anything? Why are we making it hard? of people in this world that signed up to do a service. And sometimes it ain't signing up. They're forced to do it. Selective service. They're forced to sign up. The men, when they turn 18, we make them go whether they want to go or not. And they become property. Is that the way we treat the people that work for the country? I don't get it. I don't understand. So 40 acres and a mule, huh? We've been waiting all of this time. All of this time. And nothing still has not been done. It's like, well, if ain't nobody else going to remember it, uh, shoes, let's forget about it. There's no such thing as 40 acres and a mule. We'll give them welfare. We'll give them this. We'll give them that. And you know what? I had to look up how many, how much one acre is. And I think I read that it's the size of a football field. And if I'm wrong, please leave a comment and correct me because I want to know the correct thing. And I actually, and I want people to tell me what that correct thing is. You know what I mean? I want them to tell me exactly if I'm correct or if I'm wrong. I would appreciate comments, questions, anything that you want to ask me. And I will answer it to the best of my ability. What I've experienced, what I know. But I will only go off what I have been through, what I know. I can't speak for everybody else. But one acre, it's like a hundred yards. So imagine 40 acres. <laughs> Talk about prosperity, being rich. Is that the foul up? We're not supposed to be rich. <laughs> We're supposed to remain poor and indebted to this world for the rest of our lives just to survive to have food, to food, feed our families, take care of our families. Is that how it's supposed to be? Are they still fighting for that for us? 
No. They're more focused and worried about getting in office, writing up new bills that really don't make no doggone sense. How are we going to keep writing new bills and we haven't acknowledged the old ones? And then some of the old ones definitely, definitely need to be etched out and corrected. I think it's sickening and I feel like it's horrible that we are struggling to survive in a country that's supposed to be thinking of our best interests, we the people. If it, if it wasn't for we the people, they wouldn't be in office, right? So that's why I said think carefully about who you vote for and who you put in office. A lot of people say, I don't want to vote. I don't blame you. I don't want to vote either. Be honest, I hate voting now. Because every time I vote, I'm disappointed. Because people always say they'll do one thing and then they do something else. Or they don't do it at all. And then they don't even want time with you because they're so busy. Okay, if you're really that busy, why did it take 20 years? Still 20 years. And I have not been able to meet one representative in office because every time I call, they're busy. They're working on stuff. What shocked me probably more than anything, I used to send notices to state government officials asking them to go to the Capitol, you know, to speak up our behalves and try to work on some things. What shocked me about all of that, I saw them one day go to Austin. I mean, <laughs> was able to charter a plane to go in one day when they thought they was fitting to lose their districts. And I watched the whole show where they were begging and pleading, talking about they speaking on behalf of people of color, the black race. And I'm listening and I'm looking at all of the lies. And I'm like, y'all never went to the state capitol to speak on important things like 40 acres and a mule. Speak on important things like um, taking care of people during COVID. Instead, y'all go say, well, we need more shots. It wasn't about the shots now. I, I, I did pause on that because I told y'all, as long as I believe in God, uh, there's no way that I was believing anything about COVID. I'm sorry, that's not what God placed on my mind and on my heart. So if I offend anybody, I apologize to each his own. I can't do anything about that. That is not my fault. It's what I believe in. And when God said he'll protect us from pestilence and diseases, I believe that. And I'm going to always believe that. So when they went up there, and they had the nerve to speak on how important it was to keep their positions in office, how to do this, how to do that. And in my mind, I'm like, what? Redistrict things still happened. And they didn't care because they still got a lot of majority of the districts that they wanted. 
saying that it would take away funds away from people of color. <laughs> funds been taken away from people of color and has nothing to do with redistricting. They ignore me for a reason. Nobody likes to be told what they've done wrong and what they're doing. But when I speak, I'm not just speaking about me, but I feel like what they did to me and how they did it to me, I truly, 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 truly believe these people did that on purpose. They exploit the poor. They exploit people in not so expensive neighborhoods. And the majority of them are black. They speak on our behalf and say, we need this money. We need these funds. And then when they get the funds for us, we never see it. Where the funds actually go, I have no idea. All I know is we're not benefiting from it. So when we are not benefiting from anything, that tells me the system is not working. I'm going to keep on stressing and doing what God wants me to do. Speak up for the rights of the poor and the needy. I'm poor. A lot of times I'm in need. I'm still trying to build my businesses. But then have you noticed businesses that make a lot of money, they offer them loans, extra funds. And they tell the small businesses, well, y'all haven't made enough money. So it's about money, not helping us build the business or build ideas. And the good thing about it is, you know what? If they allow us to, to, to build these ideas with good funding that actually help us, I don't think nobody in this country would be poor. Jesus did say the poor is always with us. The poor always be here because some people don't have dreams and hopes. Some people are scared of dreams and hopes. I think some of my, my family members are scared of dreams and hopes. I'm talking about the older generation, not the new. Some people don't want to step out on faith and believe that things can happen if we just put our best foot forward and do what God asked us to do. Some people don't want to start over at all. I'm not one of them. And there are a whole lot of them out there that's not like that either. How come the country is not willing to fund programs? We're not talking about nonprofits. Forgive me, but I don't trust nothing that has the words nonprofit on there, okay? Sorry. The business that God has given me, I don't want nobody having no power and control over that but me and God himself, okay? I don't believe in that. We're talking about just helping people with a business loan to build their company, to start their company without saying, well, if you ain't made a lot of money and all this, how do you know until you give a person a helping hand? You don't know what their dreams and their goals are if you're turning them down way before you even offer assistance. I've had to spend out of pocket to do a lot of things on my own. 
but I'm so thankful to God that I was able to do it. And still doing it. Or at least trying. <laughs> Nothing wrong with trying, right? You don't succeed at anything not trying. So, I would just like to encourage everybody that's listening to me, that's following me. Know what your dream and your goal is. Keep believing. Keep trusting God. Keep moving forward. Keep praying. 40 acres and a mule. They might have said, okay, we're not going to give them that. But I believe God has the power to do a whole lot of things in different ways that'll make us prosper without the help of man. Not in that way anyway. Only he knows what he's doing behind the scenes. He knows what was promised to us. And like I said before, man can always go back on its word. <laughs> God never fails. God never broke a promise. I'm going to keep on believing for the best. 40 acres and a mule. Now in this day and age, I don't know what I would do with a mule. <laughs> Sell it to somebody I guess that needed it. And maybe that's just a figure of speech. But when you think of 40 acres and what one acre would even cost a person a day, just imagine what 40 acres would be in this day and age. It would be beautiful. Wonderful. Our children and our grandchildren and great-great-grandchildren would be taken care of if people would just stay focused on what was promised, what was supposed to have been done. Quit letting the poor get poorer. Y'all say y'all open up jobs for people, but then you go get a job and they paying less than minimum wage. Well, we're going to raise the wage up to $10. We might raise it up to even $15. And guess what happens? When they raise it up, the bills get raised up. The lights get raised up. The rent gets raised up. They used an excuse about car insurance. <laughs> I cannot believe what they're charging me for car insurance. Well, you know, uh, due to COVID, and then somebody else raised up the grocery prices. Hey, it wasn't that price. Well, due to COVID. Oh, the gas, the gas is up now. Well, due to COVID. So y'all are saying you're making the people in this world responsible for y'all losing money and you're going to get it back from those that can't really afford it. <laughs> you're going to take it out of their pocket, lessen their rate, or either rather look at this here. Uh, I go to a major uh, store. I try not to call them out. If I call them out, it'll be by accident or maybe not. But y'all got all of these self-checkouts. <laughs> All of these self-checkouts, well, we got to scan our own groceries. And sometimes I have a lot of groceries and I got to do all of this and y'all are not paying me for it. But 
I'm, I'm scanning my own groceries and y'all are making this much money from me doing the work y'all should be doing, right? Because y'all don't have to hire a lot of people anymore. All y'all have to do is just make people that buy from y'all package their own stuff. One day I got upset and I didn't care how long I was in that line. Y'all need to do some hiring. Use COVID as an excuse to hire less people and make the people that spending their money do y'all work instead of y'all hiring people. And then the ones that don't have a job now because y'all won't hire has to apply for food stamps and welfare benefits when some of us don't want to do that. Some of us want to move forward and break the cycle of the welfare system that really keeps people in bondage and poor and not moving forward. A requirement, right? I got to keep my faith in God. I got to keep trusting and believing him. You know why? Because if I trust him and I keep on believing him, I can get past all of this bitterness, this resentment of people actually not caring about the people in this world still suffering due to COVID. If you're going to use COVID as an excuse to put money and funding into corporate and big businesses and offices, why not go on ahead and use some of that money to benefit the people? They stopped the stimulus. Even people that was getting food stamps, they gave them a certain amount and said, well, COVID is over, so we're not going to give them that anymore. But y'all are still using COVID to raise prices. That doesn't even make any sense. Where is y'all educational brain and mind coming from? We shouldn't be still turn suffering. Right South Wilkes Drive. In a quarter mile, turn right. Okay. I guess I talked enough today. And I apologize. But I'm going to keep on talking. Where my, Sometimes my mind does. It, it focuses on one thing and it goes somewhere else. It's because all of this falls into place. We wouldn't be doing so poorly. Where's our 40 acres and a mule? How come we're not opening up more opportunities and benefits to people that are suffering because of COVID? Well, we did, but we didn't get enough funding, and so we couldn't help everybody. Then quit lying, saying that I need funding for 2 million people, but you only help 1 million. I'm sick of that. Not everybody runs out of funds because when you work for a nonprofit organization, you're supposed to get the amount of money that helps the people that you ask that money for. And if you go above that, uh, that's that's different because you already wrote down the names and all of that. Fundings are closed, but you just got the funding. Now you're going around. Oh, well, we need more money, more resources. You know what? Let me not go into that, because that, that bothers me. My children always say, uh, Mom, calm down. <laughs> I 
And believe it or not, a lot of times I am calm when I can get it off my chest and I can talk about it and I can discuss it. And when these people are in office and they're not doing anything for anybody, I just feel like it's wrong, okay? I truly do. I don't know how many of you out there who have tried to get a job or either in need of a job and you see the way the system is, you've been frustrated, you've been angry, you've been upset, but it seems like no matter what, nobody's listening to you and nobody wants to help. And somebody had the nerve to tell me one day when I went to a, a, through a problem, I don't owe you nothing. <laughs> you didn't even have to get that attitude. And no, you are correct. You do not owe me anything. But don't you go up there in that pulpit preaching about God and helping God's people. And then when God's people come to you, we got to follow the same rules, laws, and setup that the government did that should not even be in God's house. Tell me why in God's house you got to fill out an application. You got to wait until they have enough funding. You got to wait till a group of people approve it. That sounds like a government in a state office. That does not sound like no church of God. Why would I want to attend your church with them policies and them rules? When God said somebody comes to you for help, you just help them. Now I hear ministers, you know, you can't help everybody. And I agree, you're right. If you see somebody about to fall down and they look like they own drugs or whatever, God gives us the discernment. Me, I'm sort of a weird person. Even if I don't give a lot, I want to give something because I don't know if I'm entertaining angels in disguise. <laughs> Ain't that what the ministers always say? But y'all going to go around and mention and say, well, there's certain people you probably, okay, if that's the case, this mother and this children, they're not on the streets. They're not on the street. They're asking you for help right now. <laughs> asking you for help right now. And what do you do? What do you say? Oh, I'm not going to do anything for them because uh, uh, I don't know if they need that. So you'll turn down a person down the street begging for help. And then you'll turn down people coming to your church begging for help. And then, you know, else I noticed on the application, I ain't admitting I had to go one day to try to ask for help. I got it in a financial bind. And it's hard to believe 20-something years later, this crap is still going on. But I, I consider it worse than it was before. Because guess what? The... On the list says, do you pay tithes? So if I don't belong to your church and I am not paying tithes, that means y'all don't need to help me. Because I didn't put no money in. Well, let me go and, and correct that. I was at a church and I started paying tithes. And when I went to them and needed help, I did not get any help. Not making it up, ain't false, not a lie. I paid my tithes, so I guess it's certain people that pays a certain amount. Then they started putting uh, people in categories. Now this really shocked me. They started putting people in categories to say, okay, Jerusalem is right here, and Jerusalem, and Samaria, and Judea. It was like three categories of the three main countries in the Bible. 
So Jerusalem offers, I mean, Jerusalem, uh, I guess you would say people donate money. <laughs> they put in a thousand. And Samaria, I think, was 500. And Judea was 100. So for the ones that paid less than that, what were we categorized as? <laughs> and they would go up there in front of the church and put in their envelopes. If it was a thousand in the envelope for real or not, I have no idea. But these are like the top people. At least they consider them to be the top people in the church. And y'all are letting people know, oh, I can put in a thousand. Oh, I can put in 500. Well, at least I can put in a hundred dollars. That means everybody else less than us because they ain't even doing that. That means you are doing a public display show to show people what you got, who you are. And does that make you better than anybody else? I don't think so. God said, if you bless in the secret, I will bless you in the open. In other words, we help somebody and we don't go tell nobody what we did for somebody else. God sees it. And then when he blesses you, he going to bless you where everybody can see it. <laughs> That's an awesome God. Beautiful God. Trustworthy God. Don't let everybody know what you're doing for somebody else. He's showing them the blessings he put in our lives. And we ain't got to open our mouth and say nothing. That could be the beginning and the start of 40 Acres and a Mule.